Hey everyone, I'm so glad you're here listening to the Church on the Rock Leadership Podcast. My name is Heath Watts and I have the honor and privilege of serving this church as a lead pastor. Here at Church on the Rock, we are passionate about leadership growth and we are blessed with an amazing team of leaders. Each week our staff comes together and one of those leaders brings an encouraging word on biblical leadership. We believe and pray that this podcast will help you grow in your leadership journey. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast, stay connected, and know when new episodes drop. Thanks for being a part of this. Now let's get started. All right, it's so good to be with you guys today. I love these leadership podcasts because it gives us an opportunity to grow together as a team, but also to share this information with people outside of our circle. And so you uh, have a responsibility to encourage people to listen to this podcast uh, whenever possible. Just encourage people to do that. Today I want to talk to you about empowering others, empowering other people. That's part of who we are as a leadership team. That's one of the great privileges and honors uh, uh, in honor of being a leader. You get to, to empower other people. You get to encourage them and help place them in a, play, in a position where they can be very successful in their own leadership. Now, the word empowerment, let me read you the definition that comes from the dictionary. Empowerment is this. It's the act or action of empowering someone or something. It is the granting of the power, right, or authority. That's an important word. Or authority to perform various acts or duties. Here's another definition. It is the state of being empowered to do something. The power, right, or authority to do that thing. So that's what we're talking about today. We're talking about how do we empower other people? How do we encourage them in their leadership? Now, I've got a list that I'm going to give you. You may want to jot these things down. The first one is this. Empowering others must be personal. You see, uh, hopefully this leadership talk I'm giving to uh, the staff today will empower this entire staff, but real empowerment happens when it's one-on-one, when it's personal, when I'm spending time with one person and speaking the words and helping them see what the potential is in their life and encouraging them to Step out in faith into that area of potential and becoming the leader that God's called them to be. Now, Jesus was probably the best at empowering other people, and it was always personal. He would see something in a person, and he would not just see it, but he would then say it. He would call it out of them. That's part of empowering people. Uh, I, I have a personal belief that every individual has at least one trait of greatness. And when we recognize what that trait is, we have to call it out of them. We have to encourage it to come out of them. As a parent, that's what we do with our children. We get to know our children. In fact, the verse of Scripture says, train up a child in the way you should go. It's all about learning who that child is, what that trait of greatness is inside of that child, and seeing it and saying it, calling it out of them. Now, as I said earlier, Jesus was a master at this. Look at Simon Peter. 
I love this uh, out of John chapter 1, verse 42. So Jesus took one look up, and he said, you're John's son, Simon. Now, remember, Simon, that name Simon means a reed. It's like a, 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 a grassy reed by the side of the, the river, and it would sway with the wind, whichever way the wind was blowing. And he said, you're, you're Simon. But he said, but from now on, your name is Cephas, or your name is Peter, which means you're, you're going to be a rock. What was he saying? He was saying, I'm going to empower you to become something greater than you've ever seen yourself being before. You've always been Simon, a reed blowing in the wind, going to and fro. But I just see something in you, and I'm saying it. I'm calling it out of you. From today on, you're going to be a rock. You're going to be steady. You're going to be strong. He was, he was empowering. He was empowering Simon Peter to become something greater than he'd ever been before. The same thing happened with Philip. The very next verse, it says this, the following day, Jesus wanted to go to Galilee. He found Philip and he said to him, follow me. Now, the reason I brought this verse uh, to our attention is because sometimes when, when you're in a position of authority, you can just say two quick words to someone. And to you, 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 you may not think it's that important, but they're hanging on every word you say. And when you look at them and you're personally giving them an invitation, you say, follow me. What was happening? Philip's life was changed that day forever simply because of those two words, follow me, follow me. Jesus saw something in him. He was calling it out of him. He was giving him a challenge, follow me. Why? Because I'm going to empower you to become something greater than you've ever been before. It happened not only with Peter and Philip, but I love the story where Jesus is walking down the road one day, and he looks up, and there's Zacchaeus up in the tree. Isn't that a great story? Don't you love that? And Jesus stops, and this is what he says. Jesus came to that place. He looked up, and he saw him. You see, it's all about seeing people for what they really are. That's a big part of leadership. Seeing past all the surface stuff and all the peripheral stuff. Getting, really seeing what God sees and what God intended for that person when he created him. Jesus looked up and he saw him and he said to him, Zacchaeus, come down. I must stay at your house today. I'm going to go to your house today. Man, it sounds like Jesus was just saying, hey, I want to hang out with you a little bit. But he was saying so much more. He was empowering Zacchaeus, empowering him to get over all of his hang-ups, to get over all of his uh, problems in life, to get over himself, and to step into a new dimension of who God had called him to be. That is empowering people. There was the woman who was caught in adultery. They bring her to Jesus, throw her down in the dirt at his feet. And you remember the whole story. He tells them, uh, he who is without sin, let you throw the first stone and all her accusers leave. And then the story ends like this. Jesus looked at her and he said, woman, where are your accusers? And she said, well, they're, they're all gone. And he spoke it out then. He spoke out what he was seeing in her life. He says, neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. When he said, go and sin no more, you know what he was doing? He was speaking. He was, by faith, calling out that thing 
that she was going to begin to be, that person that she was made to be by God. Not a, a, a woman uh, living in the sin of adultery, but a woman walking uh, a new lifestyle, walking in a greater faith and walking in a greater power to be everything that God had called her to be. So it has to be personal. It's got to be personal. Number two, we empower people when we are an example to them through our transparency. As a leader, one of the greatest gifts that we can give the people we leave is to be honest and to be open and to be transparent. You see, folks are not looking for perfect people to lead them because they know there are no perfect people. They're looking for honest people. There's a, a word that millennials use a lot, authenticity. It means you're authentic. It means you're real. It means that you're not uh, a fake you're, you're not trying to be something you're not. You're, you're just, you're transparent. What I've found through many, many years of being in leadership is that people will not criticize you when you honestly live a transparent life in front of them. What they will do is they, they will gravitate towards you. That makes you very attractive to them. They'll say, I can learn from that person because they're not being fake. They're not trying to pull the wool over my eyes. They're just being real. They're being transparent. That's part of empowering people. We empower people. We let them know, yes, everyone makes mistakes. You may have made mistakes, but that doesn't mean God can't use you. You empower them when you serve as an example of what real leadership looks like. In spite of all the weakness and in spite of all the mistakes, you can still be a powerful leader. Number three, the third thing we can do is in a position of leadership like we have here on this staff, every one of you is a leader to some degree. In your position of leadership, you have the ability to release authority into the hands of others. Now, when we give authority to people, we, we need to give it in an appropriate manner. We, we, we don't uh, give authority that people are not ready to receive. We don't give authority that we don't have. We, 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 we release it in an appropriate way, in, a, in the right measure. We put them in a place where they are able to truly operate in that authority and to use it for uh, the betterment of the organization. Now, authority comes in several different forms. There's spiritual authority. And that's hard to even recognize sometimes, but when you're around people who have spiritual authority, you kind of know it. Yeah, you know, it's one of those things, kind of like you just kind of know that you know. That, that's, a, that's a man, that's a woman who has great spiritual authority. Uh, I was thinking about our intercessors, uh, Marcy Allen. I love Marcy, Marcy but she is a true intercessor. And, and sometimes she prays, and, man, she prays in a violent way sometimes. And I don't even understand it or, or, or uh, you know, uh, get it all the time. But, man, I recognize that she's praying with authority. And I never hesitate. When she says, can I pray for you, Pastor? I go, please do. Because I know she's, she's in her position of authority. It's an appropriate authority. We, we need to empower people by releasing them in the appropriate authority that God is giving to them. The next thing is this. We empower people when we lend them our equity. Now, equity is a word. Let me explain it to you real quickly. 
Every day you're on the job as a leader, you're gaining equity. It's like when you buy a house. You make that first month's payment. You've gained a, a small <laughs> little bit. A lot of that payment goes to pay the insurance and the taxes and interest and all that stuff. But a little bit of it goes to the principal. What's happening there? Every month when you're paying down that principal, you're gaining equity in that house. And the same thing's true with leadership. Every day that you do your job as a leader, you're gaining equity. Uh, I've been here at Church on the Rock from the very beginning. So I've had a lot of days to gain equity at Church on the Rock. Now, I can empower others when I lend my equity to them. When I stand up next to Pastor Heath and I say, I'm endorsing this man. I'm endorsing his ministry. I'm lending him my equity, and I'm empowering him by doing that very thing. But you see, there are even more subtle ways that you lend equity. Years ago, when we started putting together the communication team, we, we started this when we really only had one campus. But we did some things very intentional. One of the things that we did is I said, uh, uh, when we were doing three services, I said, I'm only going to preach two of those. And somebody else will preach the third one. But you know what I always did? I was always there for that third service, whichever one it was, that I wouldn't preach. And I was sitting on the front row, and I was letting people see. I'm encouraging. I was endorsing. What was I doing? I was lending him my equity. I was lending him equity. Even years ago when Church on Rock was very small, there was a period of time where I led the worship. I was the worship leader. But... As my daughter Leslie began to grow up, there was a, an anointing on her to lead worship. And I remember when she was probably about 16 years old, we began the transition. It started with me just bringing her up on the platform, standing next to me, helping to. I would lead three of the songs, and she would lead one. And after a while, I would lead two, she would lead two. After a while, she led three, and I would lead one. After a while, I was sitting on the front row cheering her on. What was I? I was empowering her by lending her equity. Now, understand this. You need to understand where you truly have equity and where you don't have equity. You can't empower where you do not have equity. You can't lend equity if you don't have equity. Do you hear what I'm saying? I, I, if I don't own a house, I don't have any equity. You got it? You understand what I'm saying? It's kind of like uh, if I've got a, a bank account with $100 in it, I can't draw 1000 out. Hmm. We empower people when we lend our equity to them. Now, let me just give you some phrases you're going to understand. Champion other people's vision. Champion other people's mission. You're lending them your equity when you champion them, when you encourage them, uh, when you're there on the front row cheering them on, uh, you're, you're empowering them. You empower them uh, in your leadership when you back them up, especially in a time of conflict. Let me tell you a little story. This happened years and years ago. I, I was 22 when I started as the youth pastor uh, at Trinity Church here in Lubbock. And Pastor Morris Sheets, he was the senior pastor. And I kind of 
came on the staff, and everybody was a little bit afraid of Pastor Morris Sheets because he was the the, the head guy, and and you know you you just wanted to always do good. And I'll never forget the first time I got called to his office. His secretary called and said, Pastor Sheets needs to see you. You need to come to his office immediately. And the way she said it, I thought, oh, no. What have I done? I'm in trouble now. And I was in trouble a little bit. There was a conflict. What had happened is that I had made a decision and with uh, some of the youth, and uh, one of the mothers of one of the youth didn't like my decision. And so she went over my head and went straight to the senior pastor and had complained to Pastor Sheets about the decision I made. And I'll never forget, I went in his office, and he looked at me sitting across the desk from me, and he said, "Uh, I just got a call from so-and-so. And And as soon as he said that name, I knew, oh, no, I'm going to be in big trouble. But I wasn't in trouble. He just simply said, tell me what happened. And I told him what had happened. He said, tell me why you made that decision. And I told him why I made that decision. And I'll never forget this. He looked at me and he said, I agree completely. And he said, I'm going to back you 100%. And then he said this. He said, I'm a busy man. I don't have time to do my job and your job too. He said, I hired you because I think you can do the job. He said, go out of here and get it done. Man, that meeting empowered me. I was a 22-year-old empowered youth pastor. Man, I went up. Man, I was ready. I could kill uh, any giant that stood in front of me that day because he had simply said, go do your job. I trust you. I'm going to back you up 100%. Sometimes people just need to know that. Sometimes people that are working on our staff, they need to know we're going to back them up. Now, let me just say this. As a staff, you've got my support 100%. Why? I don't know what that bell was, but maybe it's a, the countdown. But anyway, uh, you have my, uh, my, my, my support 100%. If you make a mistake, I'm going to back you up. Then I'll probably call you in in private and say, don't make that mistake again, okay? <laughs> but that's how you empower people. You understand? Here's another way you empower people. You share your platform. You share your, the, whatever platform you have. And everybody in here has a platform. You say, oh, well, I'm never on the platform. I'm not talking about the platform in the sanctuary. I'm talking about your platform in life. Everybody has a platform. The platform is where you've gained some equity. Lend that equity to others and empower them as you do that. Finally, the last thing is this. One way we empower people is we, we give them honest correction. If they need correction, we give it to them. Now, let me just make one thing very clear. There's a right way and a wrong way to, to correct people. Always praise people in public. Always correct people in private. Don't ever, uh, don't ever correct somebody uh, in public. When you do that, all you're doing is showing your own insecurity and how you're trying to act like you're the big leader and, and you've got all this power. It, it'll, it'll backfire on you every time. If you need to correct someone... Correct them privately. Uh, Parents, it's a good word about your own children as well. Um, Your children are, 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 I I made the mistake, I corrected one of my daughters one time publicly in the service. They were only probably 8 or 9, 10 years old, and they were talking to their friend during the service, and I was preaching the sermon, and I kept seeing them talk back and forth, and I corrected her publicly. That was a huge, huge mistake. Not only did I wound my child, 
But my wife was not happy with me either. So praise publicly, correct privately. And let me just tell you, if you do it in, a, in, in the right way, if you do it in the right way, you'll, you'll, gain, a, you'll gain a friend. You, you won't wound them. They'll love you even more because they realize that you care enough about them to call out the best in them. Amen. Amen. So we're called to empower other people. We all have that privilege, and it is a privilege. We all have that honor. You see, the world's missing something uh, today. The thing that it's missing is we don't have enough people who are secure enough in themselves to release others to be great. We're all worried about how great we are, how we appear in the eyes of everyone that looks at us. We need to come to a place of security, so secure that we can, we can lend our equity to others. We can share our platform with others. We can call out the trait of greatness that is inside of other people and release that into the world and release empowered leaders into the world. So that's my word for you today. Let's go out and let's empower others. Hey, thanks for listening to our leadership podcast. If this podcast inspires you and helps you grow as a leader, help us and others out by liking, sharing, and subscribing to show your support and never miss an episode. Until next time, thank you for letting us be a part of your leadership journey.